holidays go slipping through the cracks, but these two hot dudes are picking up the slack. There's no holiday too big or small when you need to just call Number 33. Coming to you live from the red carpet of the 92nd Academy Awards at the Kodak Center in Hollywood, California. Uh, Dip, who are you wearing tonight? I'm wearing sore Peloton calves and wet, wet undies. How about you, Chips? I'm wearing some semi-styled me undies and some badger apparel. Who are you excited to see tonight? Oh boy, everyone imaginable. How about you, Chips? Mostly just bone woodmen, because <laughs> I want a pet in 2020. Yeah, I see them every day, so. So what's going on? What's new with you? Um, nothing much. We're getting a new bed. How about, how about you? What's new with you? <laughs> well, I have a bed that's semi-used, but it's a good bed. It's Jeff and Mandy's old bed, isn't it? It is Jeff and mm. Mandy's old bed. Mm. You're getting Jeff and Mandy's new bed. Uh, yes, the same version. Not I, their bed, though. I gotta say, I feel a little weird like this. I'm looking at you right now because we're in a, like a driver's seat. Oh. We're in a driver's seat. <laughs> and normally driver. you would be driving and I would be in yeah. the passenger seat or in the back Why did that happen? Welcome back. Thank you so much, Chips and Dip, for that second intro. I just wanted to remind everyone that today's episode is brought to you by Peloton. Um, They're getting us in red carpet shape all month long with their special classes. You can do it on the Peloton app. You can take that to any gym of yours. Or if you're in New York City, why don't you just pop into the studio? Uh, Dip and I did a class this morning. And how are you feeling? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling tight. Yeah, they were kind enough to give us a free class, and so thank you for that, Peloton. Uh, How about you? Uh, How did you feel during that class? You know, I was a little nervous to do it, so it was great that we were in the um, saddles next to each other. That is code for the seat. They call it the saddle. We're going to saddle this western horse. I learned that today. I'm picking up the lingo. (laughs) And uh, so that was nice that we got to ride together. Ride me. Um, well, you're working for him now, right? Yeah. I sure am. And how do you for like the next the few months? You know, there's a lot of perks. Yeah. Um, so I like it. So far, so good. Cool. Well, thank you, Peloton. Thanks for supporting the show. And uh, how's your whole 30 going so far this, this time around? We are a whole three days in. And um, I've had a headache every day, which pretty much tells me that I'm addicted to sugar. Oh, relax, Mario. He's just having fun. It's a very exciting time for Chips. He just started Whole30. Listen, I didn't want to say this, but I'm going to tell you. I think he's addicted to sugar. Chips? And it's uh, leaving my body. 
<laughs> so it hasn't been great, but uh, I'm glad to be here with you, and you provided a nice uh, 10 p.m. steak. So And a cup of coffee. And a cup of coffee. For those who don't know, Chips and I are doing a Whole30 30 30 this month starting February What does February that mean? <laughs> what, for those who don't know? Mm-hmm. I'm talking Ben Sharp, uh, Tony Hugel, uh, John Shepke. Uh, let's get some women on the show. Uh, um, Janelle Carls or Lang, uh, not uh, Janelle Langatag. Is it? Does she yeah, go by Langatag? Yeah, she does. And I, and and yeah, she texted me the other night. She does listen. She rocks her baby to sleep with it. So thank you, Janelle, for listening. We love you so much. And Eric too, of course. Oddest guy in Lodi. Next to you, Chips. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, what are we talking about today? Uh, we are talking about the Oscars. Obviously, this is our Oscar pod, so this is a little bit different than. The normal holidays, we like to think of the uh, Super Bowl as a holiday, and this is a week later, so we are going to do an Oscars podcast. It's airing on Sunday as we tape. It's Friday night, so hopefully we get this posted between now and Sunday so everyone can win their Oscar pools with our uh, you know, our insight. Expert Un- advice. Unfortunately, spoiler alert, uh, the two of us did not see as many movies as last year. Yeah, and an additional spoiler alert, I'm a horrible uh, a- analysis, analysizer of movies compared to Chips. I'm more of the, I'm more of the background guy. You're the main analyzer. Yeah. Analyst. And again, uh, I did have a New Year's resolution to not talk as much on the podcast, so that should create some great tension as this show goes on. And, and my New Year's resolution not to crack my voice and slur my words as much. So. <laughs> well, we're not drinking, so hopefully you won't be slurring your words quite as much. I don't know about the cracking them. It's still drinking coffee, though, so that's going to perk things up. You're going to talk like a, like a race car. We need a pure racer behind the wheel of your car. That's Ken Miles. All right, can we just get, get a nice cheers in here? Mm. Cheers, mate. Okay, so, yeah, like I said, we have not seen as many movies as last year. Last year, I gave Dip uh, a task of watching my 10 favorite movies um, from 2018. And he did, and then he went on to watch all of the Oscar movies. Well, minus a few, like, uh, documentary and horror right. features. But right. you saw a majority of the movies last year. And this year, yeah, I did a lot, a lot worse. You still probably saw no. I did a lot. Ten worse more too. movies. Well, than the me. thing is, this year the Oscars are very soon. You know, I feel like we had a, early, a few, yeah. we had a few more weeks. It is an early Oscar season, and that might affect some of our opinions because neither of us are really. Um, <laughs> we're not ready for this podcast. No, definitely not. I think. I think. I mean, I consider you to be somewhat of an expert. We we're supposed to have. Uh, well, I think you're going to mention that, right? We're supposed to have Tom Glove on the oh, show. Oh, yeah, he's coming up a little later, so okay. stay tuned for that. Um, but enough diddle-dallying around because uh, this could probably go seven hours long, except we don't have seven hours of information. We'll be filibusting. Uh, so let's just start out with our top ten movies of the year. And like we said, uh, we didn't see a lot of movies, so we shortened this to a top Five? Five. Yep. And that was even pushing it for me. I only really enjoyed four movies. Four. I really only liked, honestly, two. Two. <laughs> on my list. Do you want to go first or should I go first? Do you want to flip a coin? Uh, yeah, flip a, flip a coin. Um, flip a chip. Chips. Are you a head or tails guy? I'm always a tails guy. You know that I like the underdog. What do we got? Uh, you got tails. So do you want to go first uh, or second? 
Uh, I'll go second. Okay. <laughs> My number four was Parasite. Oh, yeah. By Bong Joon-ho. So uh, that was my number one. Okay. Just so you know. So we'll probably talk about this a little more in the second half of the show when we mm-hmm. talk about the Oscars. So I don't want to spend too much time. Yep. So uh, so just to note off Chips, that that was my number one movie. And I uh, I think it was the best movie of the year. I, I loved Parasite. I thought it was super original. My number four is um, another one I don't really want on my list. So I'll just say it. We'll gloss over it. It's Knives Out. I thought it was a fun movie. I saw it with... My friends in a good environment liked it, but you know it's not list worthy. So oh no, it's a great movie. They don't make them like that anymore. <laughs> Who doesn't like a whodunit? Who doesn't love to rip it? It was it was thoughtful and it was it wasn't what you th- thought, which I liked. I always like a mystery yeah. uh, movie like that where you're trying yeah. to guess like a clue who, scenario. Who done it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and I also had an Arbinator in that movie, so that was fun. What's Which, a, uh, oh, Ar- Arby's. Yeah, Arby's, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was yeah. an Arby's yeah. roast beef sandwich that also had the curly fries and cheese on it, as well as horsey sauce and Arby's sauce. I'm so hungry I could eat at Arby's. So you snuck that in the movie. Jeff had it. Jeff brought it, didn't he? No, I got you one. Brought I, I brought one for him, too. He was my seat pal. My number three is Uncut Gems. Okay. One I haven't seen. This is by the Safty Brothers who also did a movie I enjoyed a couple years ago called Good Time with Robert Pattinson. I think Adam Sandler is great in it. Um, He plays like a guy that has a punchable face, and I feel like a lot of people don't like Adam Sandler to begin with. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm not super crazy about him. I like his serious stuff, though. What do you want from me? Give me that candy. What's that movie he did, Punch Drunk Love? Punch Drunk Love, yeah. I like that movie. That's a uh, Paul Thomas Anderson flick. Um, yeah, so he, I think he should have been nominated for Best Picture. He's one of the biggest, not Best Picture, <laughs> Best Actor. <laughs> although although Uncut Gems could have been in the consideration for, for Best Picture, there's just too many old people that vote in the Academy. So. You're feeling snub vibes from this? I think it's, yeah, big snub vibes. Mm. Um, so I, as you know, I like to bet I might be a little addicted to gambling. And uh, addicted, you know, this uh, this character that the Sandman portrays gambles on everything in his life. And since you haven't seen it, I'm not going to ruin anything for you. I'll just leave it there. But Charles, Charles. sold a printer, right? His printer's in it. Oh yeah. So we should mention that. Congratulations, Charles. Chuck Sweets on your printer. And sorry we couldn't have you on the podcast because you're on your way to L.A. Um. Yeah, so my so I guess you're you're done with that. Yep. My number three is uh, one that I know you you really care about. This is one you love. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Ooh, yummy! And you probably it's probably on your list, right? It is. Yeah, it's my number two. <laughs> it's your number two. So I I like the the vibe of this movie. I had a moment in this movie that was pretty crazy, which we'll talk about later. But um, that kind of interrupted it and threw off my mood of the whole thing. But I do think about it from time to time, and I didn't even know the story originally. I, I didn't even know the background, and Crayon had to explain it all to me. So this might be my favorite Leo movie that he's ever done. Really? Yeah. I think he's excellent in it, and I also think that uh, Brad Pitt's great. Um, Brad Pitt's amazing in this. Yeah, he... he he plays like such a cool character. Yeah, I don't know if anyone else else 
uh, <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if anyone else would have been able to play the Brad Pitt character. I think Leo, you could have got a lot of actors yeah. that are kind of in the similar uh, part of their life where they're kind of waning. You know, the the big parts are going down. Yeah, it, it kind of runs parallel with his time in life. You yeah. know, he he still is a big movie star, but he's starting to get up there at age, and I'm sure the parts are going to start waning a little bit yeah. and i like how that intersects with the sharon tate character where she's just like fresh, fresh and new to hollywood fresh. and she goes to the movie theater to watch her own movie mm-hmm. the the ticket taker doesn't know who she is yet yeah and um, takes a picture her whole trajectory is really cool in that yeah and i i read like um that tarantino was kind of obsessed with the the uh Manson family and he rewrote history which is kind of a fun thing that happened he had to get permission from the the Tate family and and then he redid it and let me tell you as a naive little guy without really knowing the story I and then at the end of it can being like do you know who that was and what's going on and me being like no and then she explained it to me all and i was like i liked it anyway you know and yeah i just i love that but did you feel like the the impending doom that like something bad was going to happen yeah like like throughout or just towards the second half towards 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 the end towards yeah 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 yeah. especially like after uh brad pitt goes to that ranch like that might be my favorite part of the whole movie where he's walking around and then he goes inside the house, and you're like, something bad's going to happen to him. <laughs> yeah. It almost felt like if it was stylized differently, it could be like a Breaking Bad thing or something. Like, I, I really like that, and I really like the uh, right before Leo goes in the shed with the flamethrower, like when Brad Pitt's in the living room on the LSD trip. Or LSD, oh, with the, right? with the dog? Yeah. He throws the cat of food. I love that. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, that was mine and yours. So what's your number two? So my, my number two is one I watched last night. And I was surprised how much I felt from it at the end. And that's The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse. Oh, I thought you were going to say Little Women. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I watched that just before the show. And it was extremely boring. Um, Lighthouse, uh, you watched it, right? Did yeah, I've it? seen it. Yeah. Um, and... I, first of all, I love Willem Dafoe and that other guy, Brad Pannington Bear, or whatever his name is. Barbara Patton. Yeah, whatever. Did you fart? No. Okay. He um, he is really amazing. Did you fart? No. It yes. looked like you're making a farting face. <laughs> but I love these. I love the concept of just like an old sailor, what are they, Wiki? They were calling them the the lighthouse keeper. Yeah. And. I I love how like everything's spoken in codes and you think you know the whole time you're like this is it's clearly in his head it's clearly imagined are you sure um well I love the actual outcome of the film because it is completely not what I thought not to spoil it. um what were you expecting I was expecting it to be like classic like he's in a mental institution or he's like it's all in his head and they keep hinting he's like i'm probably just a figment of your fucking imagination and just the way they speak and everything they're the the cadence of both of them is uh really unique and the filming's really unique 
Robert Eggers. He's the director. Yeah, yeah, he's thirty six. Yeah. He did the witch. Very, um, yeah, he did the witch. Yeah, um, he's from New but, Hampshire. But he did like a lot of research on like that time period and, and sailors, lighthouses yeah. and sailors yeah. and like um, myths about like mermaids and yeah. giant squids and krakens and all that oh stuff my God. and it's all in the movie and there, there's something about the lifestyle of it it's scary but there's something about it that really appeals to me and the way it was shot was actually incredible like i thought with black and white because at first the first 10 minutes i'm like i can't do this yeah and then you get over it and you get into it and, and yeah, plus it's, it's the aspect ratio is different too it it's, sure is yeah it's in the square i i had a hard time getting through it but i'm I was going to watch the whole thing regardless because I needed to know how it was going to end, uh, which did part? not disappoint. Yeah. Um, but you think that none of that stuff was real. You think they were just uh, stranded and losing their mind? No, no, I don't think that. I think that as you're following along, as you're a passenger in the in the movie ride, you, um, you, you do think that. You didn't think that? You didn't think it was like po- possibly... Um, Willem Dafoe was like a figment or... No, no. I thought they were both there. Yeah. And I thought, like the witch, but not really like the witch, that they were like um, playing off of bad omens. So when he killed the, the seagull, then yeah. all the bad stuff started happening. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I thought too. And I really believe that the sailors were actually the seagulls and all that. Anyway, I love that movie. We don't have to spend too much time on it. I got some other stuff to say about it later. All right, my number one, no surprise to you, Ari Aster's second film, Midsommar. Uh, a couple travels to Sweden to visit friends' rural community <laughs> for a fabled midsummer festival. But what begins as an idealistic retreat quickly devolves into an increasingly violent and bizarre competition at the hands of a pagan cult. Um, I love this movie uh, because of the pacing. Um, I just <laughs> I I know a lot of people like didn't connect with it because it's super long. It was one of the one of the biggest Halloween costume uh, costume. Uh, oh, we have a visitor. He's leaving. In at least where we live, it was one of the biggest Halloween costumes of the year, which says a lot. The May Queen, yeah. And what else do I like? I love the music, the score to it. Um, the, again, you could tell that the director slash writer did a lot of research on uh, Nordic rituals and cults and communes. And all. Right. Not necessarily cults, but uh, tradition. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, there's some flaws with it, but um, I was there for the whole ride. I love like the slowly devolving horror story that happens in uh, daylight you know most horror movies take place at night and the bad things ha- happen when it's dark this is yeah. in clear sight and everyone's watching <laughs> I, 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 I get all that I'm, I feel like it uh, well what we have first I have to mention that Dan Riley I just met him and I said what's your favorite movie I want to mention on the podcast for you he said Midsommar Oh. And uh, so, sh- uh, shout out to Bushwitch um, and Dan. Um, so, uh, if you 
um, go into where is he working now? Is it still it's heavy still metal? Uh, f- um, gold gold sounds. sounds. Gold. Yeah, frowns. Gold sounds. Give him the phrase that pays for the Oscar night. It'll be midsummer. Midsummer. You can get ten percent off your chicken sandwich. I like these little breaks you like to take. All right, welcome in. Welcome back. Welcome in, everyone. Now it's time to get down to the nitty-gritty. This is the Oscar portion of the show, and let's get the ball rolling. The first award on the Chips and Dip Oscar special goes to Guest of the Night, and the award goes to Tom Glove. Tom is unable to be here tonight, so we accept this award on his behalf. Okay. <laughs> well, it looks like it's just the two of us. Yeah. All right. So do you want to make a wager on the picks? Like yes. Like we did last year? Here's Great. what I want to do. I wanted to talk to you about this, but I didn't, forgot to because okay. we're not prepared at all. That's fine. Let's do it live. We'll do it live. Okay. Fucking thing. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. I'll write it and we'll do it live. I want to bet $920 because it's the 92nd Oscars, or we can do $92. How about $54? For what? Because I paid you $54 on the Super Bowl bet. I'd like no. to make that money back. No, no, no. It's either 24 for Kobe Bryant or 92 for the 92nd Oscars. All right, I'll do 92. Okay. We're going to do $92? Yeah. All right. Shake on it. Are we going to do every category? I don't want to do that. If well, Do you want to do that? Yeah. Because shouldn't we be accountable for what we did on the air? Okay, fine. You know what I mean? Sure. You're gonna, we're going to have mostly the same picks, even though you know way more about everything than I do. Yeah, but I don't know who's going to win. All right, well, let's do our best. Welcome, Welcome in to, to the Chips and Dip Oscar Pool Competition. Competition. For best Competition. animated short film, here are the nominees. Shara, daughter. Hair love. Kitbull. Memorable and sister. Ooh, tip. This is a this is a fun category. We watched the animated shorts at Syndicated this year. Did you have a favorite? So the animated shorts. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dang. Cool? Flaky. I gotta tell you. Oh my god, you know. <laughs> yeah, we, we both teared up during Kitball. Kitball. I didn't just tear up, I fully streamed. <laughs> Granted I streamed. And the tears come stream. I was weeping. I love Kit Paul. I didn't think the animation was that great, but I, I love a dog-cat abuse story like that. Don't you? What'd you think? What's I don't love a cat-dog abuse story. Well, you but know what I mean, though. Yeah. They yeah. found each other, and they were friends. Great. Oh, I love that movie. It's a story of whatever. You, do we want to talk about the story? We can move on. No, no. We don't have to talk about the story. Okay. But that would be my pick as well, but... I think the Oscars will probably give it to Hair Love, which is the father fixing the daughter's hair while the mom is in the hospital. I actually, I kind of like that one. Um, so, so, okay. So your pick for the one that you want is Kitbull. Is Kitbull. And you're, and you're picking the um, Hair Love. I think Hair Love will win. For the Oscars. Winner. I also I, think that that French one about losing your memory, which happens... At every short, there's always one about an old person. Alzheimer's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my pick. That's what I think that the Oscars... That memorabilia. Memorabilia. <laughs> <laughs> will, will win the Oscar, I think. 
and you think hair puffs, hair, hair love. love, hair love, and I think okay, so we got it. So that's it. We're already at a difference. This yep. is scary. So moving right along, short live live short. <laughs> Live action short. For best live action short film, The Branch nominates Brotherhood, <laughs> Nefta Football Club, The Neighbor's Window, Saria, and A Sister. I'm picking for myself as the winner, or I mean as what I like, Nefta Football Club. Ooh. I love that little Coke thing at the end. Yeah, that was a nice little twist. I really like that one. Why don't you tell our 2.5 listeners <laughs> that just went up a full <laughs> listener? Uh, what that one's about. Okay, so Nefta Football Club was really fun. It's about um, these two brothers, basically, who are, are driving on a, a little moped or something, or dirt bike, on the road, and then they, like, look over. Or The, the one brother's the like, little I gotta boy pee. Has to pee. Yeah. yeah, the little boy's like, I gotta take a leak, man. And he's like, no, we're not stopping. He's, but he's like, let up pee here or something. That might not have happened. But then... He goes up and he goes over the ledge to pee, which is like another territory. It's like another country or something. Syria. Yeah, Syria. And then he sees a, a camel. And the camel has... It's a donkey, not donkey. a camel. He sees a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> and the donkey has two uh, baskets. And there is what he thinks is laundry detergent in the basket. He brings the donkey over. They take the... No, no, no. <laughs> the big brother looks in and sees the, the heroin or cocaine. But... Cocaine or heroin. Okay. I don't know what it is. Do you know for sure? <laughs> but um, he he sees the donkey and the donkey has headphones on. It's listening oh, to yeah. music. That's right. And uh, Adele. It's supposed, well, it's supposed to, be. to be Adele. But something else. He, yeah, the, the doofus plays a different song because he's like, why Adele? But that's how the donkey knows to go home. Yes. It's from Adele. It's been trained. Yes. <laughs> So we're basically taking the same amount of time to explain this that the short was, but then the older brother takes it home. He realizes it's coke or heroin or whatever, hides it under the couch, and the younger brother, he's going to play soccer with his friends, or football as they call it there. And then what? They line the field because of all the disputes over what's in and what's out with the laundry detergent, because big brother told little brother, we got all this free laundry detergent, let's take this with us. So they had nice lines. And there was a nice drone shot that just went up and up and up. Yeah, and that's how it ended. And now you know the whole movie. There you go. I, l- I loved it. That that was my pick. What was your pick? My favorite was The Neighbor's Window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can see her right now. She, her hat was poking. It's about a couple that stares out their window across the street and sees a younger couple having sex all the time, and they just watch them. That's hot. And then they watch their life, and then eventually the man gets cancer and dies, and they watch all of this. And then they interact the, the, they interact on the street, and then the, the widow says, Actually, I've been watching you and your husband and your kids the whole time. It's a real New York story. Yeah, and, and I guess it was on the Daily or no, This American Life. I or... think it's Love and Radio or, or Death. Yeah, Love and Radio. It was on Love and Radio. Um, that yeah, that one is 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 my pick actually for the Oscar winner. Oh, you think that's gonna be the winner? Even though I think that uh, Saria one could win too, but I I'm gonna pick The Neighbor's Window as the as the Oscar winner. I will pick Brother. Brother as the winner. Brotherhood. That was brother. Oh my god, that was horrible! I know it was horrible, but I feel like that's the sort of movie that would win the the that, Oscar. 
I some, would be shocked. Some, some story about an ISIS fighter that comes home. I would be. I'll bet you a side bet on that. No, no right. side bets. We're already <laughs> right. betting ninety-two dollars. What's next? Adapted screenplay. Here are the nominees for writing adapted screenplay: The Irishman, Stephen Zalian, Jojo Rabbit, Taika Waititi, Joker, Todd Phillips, and Scott Silver. Little Women, Greta Gerwig, and the two popes, Anthony McCartan. Uh, I would give it to Little Women, but I believe that the winner will be Jojo Rabbit. Really? Yes. Huh, maybe I should change mine. I know I can't. Um, so I, I think adapted screenplay, and this is probably stupid, but... Um, I picked the Joker because I feel like it's it's a story. I, I just like how it was told. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of that is due to the acting and not so much the screenplay. But you think that the story is a little bit different than the Joker story that you've yeah. heard in the past? Yeah. And I, I like that. And then that's why I picked Little Women for mine, even though I'm not familiar with the original Little right. Women. But I did some research after I watched the movie, and uh, they give more depth to Amy, who's the Florence Pugh character. Right, um, the very hateable character. Uh, well, they I make don't her know. Smarter. Yeah, they make her smarter, That's and they hot. give her kind of like a a monologue at the end about why she thinks it's important to marry and the money because women don't have right. any uh, say in their life. Right. Uh, so they made her more likable, even yeah. though she was like the even though she's very hateable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that's a good pick, but that's your pick. That's my pick, but I think that it's going to go to Jojo Rabbit. Okay, I think the Oscar is going to go to The Irishman, but I wish they would have called it I Heard You Paint Houses. Why did they call it The Irishman? I don't know. I don't like that. Because the book was called I Heard You Paint Houses, but they based off. I don't know. I think it's stupid. There must have been a reason. I don't know what I'm talking about. You're supposed to. I don't know what you're talking about either. Okay, well, <laughs> what's next? Original screenplay, the uh, Cool Kids Award. This is the one that Jordan Peele won last year for Get Out. Original screenplay, the members of the branch nominate. Knives Out, Ryan Johnson. <laughs> Marriage Story, Noah Baumbach. 1917, Sam Mendes and Christy Wilson Cairns. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino. And Parasite, Bong Juno, Han Jin Won. I am going to say that once Upon a Time in Hollywood is my pick, and it will also win. Wow. I'm going to say Parasite is my pick, and I'm going to say it will also win. Ooh, okay. We've got some big, glaring differences here. Everyone's been different. Number seven. Supporting actress, right? That's right. Members of the Academy's Actors Branch nominate these performances by an actress in a supporting role. Kathy Bates in Richard Jewell. Laura Dern in Marriage Story. Scarlett Johansson in Jojo Rabbit. Florence Pugh in Little Women. And Margot Robbie in Bombshell. Supporting actress for me is, I, I actually, if, if I'm being honest, and I don't like her character at all, but I pick Florence Pugh. Oh. And <laughs> that's my pick, but I, I do think that of the two that I saw, she was the best. Cause I, well, maybe three. Because Scarlett Johansson was in there, maybe or something. 
Um, but I think Laura, I think uh, Laura Dern will win. I have the same as you. I would give it to Lawrence Pugh, and um, I feel <laughs> I feel like there is usually a young ingenue in the twenties that wins a Academy Award because um, Hollywood likes to award the new It Girl, mm-hmm. and she did have three big movies this year: Midsummer, <laughs> Fighting with My Family, which was about her being a WWE wrestler named Paige, and then uh, this Greta Gerwig, Little Women. I don't know. Maybe maybe Hollywood's just full of a bunch of old creepy guys, and they want to see the young girl get on the stage. Ooh, so she has yeah. a chance of winning, but in all the other award shows going up to this point, Lord Dern's won, so that's going to be my pick. Yeah. For oh, Is that right? I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. And I don't know if she's won an Oscar before, so that might also be, be part of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do we even need to talk about the next one? I don't think so. It's supporting actor. The nominees for performance by an actor in a supporting role are Tom Hanks in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Anthony Hopkins in The Two Pope, Al Pacino in The Irishman, Joe Pesci in The Irishman, and Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Wow. Bunch of no-names right there. Um, I picked Brad Pitt, and I think he might win. I don't think he's won an Oscar yet either. I pick Brad Pitt, and I think he'll win. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What about actress? For performance by an actress in a leading role, the Actors Branch nominates Cynthia Erivo in Harriet, Scarlett Johansson in Marriage Story, Saoirse Ronan in Little Women, Charlize Theron in Bombshell, and Renee Zellweger in Judy. Okay, I I said... um, Boy, this is gonna be tough. Uh, who I picked, and 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 I really thought did a did a great job, even though I thought the movie was a total bore. Um, was the Ladybird chick Sarusi Ronan and <laughs> Saoirse Ronan, Saoirse Ronan, and I'm gonna give the Oscar to her two chips. Oh wow! So maybe you're playing the ingenue with best actress. Um, I don't know. I don't feel like there were that many movies with um, great roles for women this year. Uh, of of the movies, I have not seen Harriet, but I've seen Marriage Story, Little Women, Bombshell, and Judy. And uh, I think Charlize Theron's great in Bombshell. I don't necessarily think it's like a fun movie to watch because it's Fox News and, um, you know, sexual harassment and assault mm-hmm. at that company by Roger Ailes and everyone else. Um, but I think that she does a really great job of portraying, um, what's her name? Kelly, Megan Kelly. Yeah, Megan Kelly. I was going to say Kelly Ripa. Who doesn't look Ripa? Um, but I think that Renee Zellweger is going to win for Judy because she plays, uh, Judy Garland. And for some reason, Oscar loves to give out like biopic awards to people that basically just do impressions. If you think yeah. last year, um, Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, who who won that award for best actor? Rami Malek. Yeah. So it could be the same thing. And then a couple of years ago, I think that the person that played Winston Churchill won. So I wouldn't be shocked if Renee Zellweger won and she's like the heavy favorite. So that's my pick for winning. 
And we're going on to lead actor. For performance by an actor in a leading role, the Actors Branch nominates Antonio Banderas in Pain and Glory, Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Adam Driver in Marriage Story, Phoenix in Joker, and Jonathan Price in The Two Popes. Another easy one, I think. Um, I, I mean, I, I think uh, we went to see Joker together, and I think Joaquin Phoenix was pretty amazing. It was kind of a tough movie to watch, performance-wise, but I think it's my pick, and I think he'll, I think he'll take home the Oscar chips. Yeah, I think this was a very competitive category this year. Uh, like I said, I loved Leo in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, I think that Walking Phoenix was great, and I can't imagine anyone else doing that role except for maybe um, what's his name? Give me a letter. Uh, John Hamm. No, no. no. <laughs> Could you imagine John? <laughs> no, Hamm I cannot that? imagine John. Um, Conan O'Brien. <laughs> uh, he's in Lincoln. He was in Phantom Thread. Last of oh the Mohicans. Uh, my left foot. You know who you're talking to here? I don't know anything about actors. <laughs> I shouldn't be doing this show. I know, but can you think of the actor that I'm thinking of? Um, Lincoln? Uh, you know, you can't look it up. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna figure it out. Daniel Day Lewis. Oh. <laughs> Imagine him as the the Joker. Might be a little too old, but. Yeah. No. <laughs> what about Willem Dafoe? He could be the Joker. Oh, well, he's like the Green Goblin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he couldn't. Never mind. <laughs> um, who, who was nominated for Best Actor from. Adam Driver. Oh, Adam Driver. God. That's true. Oh, and Jonathan Price. Do you know who he is? No. Never he heard plays of him. the High Sparrow in Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. He plays, I think, uh, Pope Benedict. The one that just quit and said, I don't want to be Pope anymore, but he's still alive. And then Anthony Hopkins is the other Pope, right? Yeah. yeah and then yeah. I saw yeah, Antonio Banderas in Pain and Glory today. I thought that was good. Um, he gave me some um, Ran Ham vibes, which yeah. I don't think they look alike at all. But yeah, something about their, their posture and movement. Yeah. Um, it's, it's fun. I, I don't know. It's funny you about. say that because that reminds me of Santa Clarita's diet. Tim, uh-huh. Tim something, Tim Simons. <laughs> no, you know who I'm talking about this guy, um, this guy right here. Who's that? Come on, uh, Tim. Tim Howard. No, that's Tim, the goalkeeper. Timothy Oliphant. Tim, oh, uh, he Tim reminds Robbins. me of Randy Hamilton. Okay, big time. He's a popcorn guy too. So, how do you know Timothy Oliphant's a popcorn guy? He talks about it in his podcast. I listen to. He has a popcorn podcast. He calls a podcast, but yeah, he does. okay. <laughs> All right, so we got through all the acting awards. We're moving right along this year without Tom Glove to guide us. Wait, who did you pick? Oh, for best actor? Joker? I said Walking Phoenix, yeah. Joking. Okay, uh, cinematography, right? For achievement in cinematography, the cinematographer's branch nominates the following film. The Irishman, Joker, The Lighthouse, 1917, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Roger Deakins, 1917. That's my pick, and that will be the winner. So I I was going to put that as my pick. That's my Oscar pick. But I, for some reason... I I think the um I think the whole 
uh, lighthouse filming stuff would be really, I don't know who did it, but the lighthouse and how it was filmed with the extreme bright washed out in the light and then at night in those transitions i loved it did you see 1917 yeah it was amazing and that's i think that'll win i I mean i was gonna gonna put that photography i was gonna put if it wins anything you'll win i have that as my winner just so you know um but but my pick is the lighthouse just because i something about it just makes me feel weird and (laughs) in a good way visually like 1917 i i could feel like I watch behind the scenes of it and stuff, so I feel like I know the set of it a little. So Why did you watch the behind the scenes? Because Jeff was talking about the whole one shot vibe yeah. thing, and then he's talking about the guy running in the very last scene when yep. he's running across the battlefield. I was watching how that was done, and that kind of like I don't know, it spoiled something for me. But yes, it was amazing, and that Roger Deakins guy is critically acclaimed forever. So Jeff always talks about him. All right. All right. Director. To see my father. I'm going there. No more to run. For achievement in directing, the director's branch of the Academy nominates The Irishman, Martin Scorsese, Joker, Todd Phillips, 1917, Sam Mendes. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino, and Parasite, Bong Joon-ho. Nice. I did it. I did, you it. did it. Thank you. I so think, much. um, Boo Joon... <laughs> what? God damn it. Bong Joon-ho. Bong Joon-ho, okay. He should win Best Director, I think. Um, Why? But Maybe he shouldn't. <laughs> but that, that is my pick. For whatever reason, sure. But but uh, yeah, Sam Mendes will win in 1917. Oh, I think. you think so? I think he will. I think Bong Chu Ho could win this for Parasite. Uh, it would be kind of an upset. Did he win the other one? Who? Was there another one? Bong Chu Ho. He. What do you mean? For a different movie? No. <laughs> for the previous awards show, was there anything like this? Oh, I don't think so. Okay. I know nothing about this stuff. <laughs> he might have won. I don't know what you're talking about. Actors Guild Awards or whatever? Sure. I don't well, know. Well, no, he wouldn't be in the Actors Guild. He's a director. He'd be in the Director's Guild. Golden Globes. Best porn language. Porn language? That's hot. All right, what about you? I'm curious about you. I want to know about you. You want to know about me? Yeah, what's going on with you? What's up? Uh, I think Sam Mendes will also win for Best Direction, but I would give it to Tarantino. Yeah, I think that's a possibility, though. I think there's a possibility there, because that's the only thing that I feel like it could win. I don't think he's going to win. All right. Okay, so we're on to the big one. <laughs> we're on to Best Picture. And finally, all voting members of the Academy have nominated the following films for Best Ooh. Picture. Ford versus Ferrari, Peter Chernin, Jano Topping, and James Mangold, producers. The Irishman, Martin Scorsese, Robert De Niro, Jane Rosenthal, and Emma Tillinger-Koskoff. Jojo Rabbit, Carthew Neal, and Taika Waititi, producers. Joker, Todd Phillips, Bradley Cooper, and Emma Tillinger-Koskoff. 
Little Women, Amy Pascal, producer. Marriage Story, Noah Baumbach and David Heyman, producers. 1917, Sam Mendes, Pippa Harris, Jane Ann Tengren, and Callum McDougal, producers. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, David Heyman, Shannon McIntosh, and Quentin Tarantino, producers. And Parasite, Kwak Shine and Bong Juno, producers. Did it. All yes. right. Okay. Well, I feel like 1917's already got it wrapped up, but. Yeah. I will be rooting for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I would also be okay with Parasite, but I don't think Parasite's going to win, but um, thanks for coming out. You know, <laughs> uh, well, isn't it Once Upon a Time dot 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 in Hollywood? Yes. But, so I, um, I think I'm rooting for Parasite. I think it's going to be Parasite. Yep. That was your favorite uh, film of the year, right? Yeah. Um, and I think, it, I think Parasite will win. Because I feel like it's the least, because of the whole, we talked about this last time, but the preferential voting thing. Yeah. Um, and people having it high on their list. I think it'll be high on a lot of people's lists. And I think other movies like 1917, they're like kind of, what's the word? Extre- like people are- They either gonna, like it or they don't like yeah. it. And that's how I feel about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood a little bit, though. I think it'll be, be high on people's lists. So, so let's, let's talk about Parasite a little bit. Okay. Let's get into it. Yeah. What do you think that uh, that gem or rock represented? About <laughs> that? <laughs> no, no, I did. I think it represented. A, a part of me feels like it represented luck, in a way. Is that what you feel? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I read that, but oh, I didn't read that. <laughs> but I, I felt like because his friend gave it to him, who who got him the opportunity. I think right. Is yeah. That where it came from, and then he. Uh, got his whole family jobs <laughs> from the stone, but then he. But in the end, did that work it, out for them? Well, no, but it it didn't save. I mean, it, it ended up he was hit by it, right? I think, but yeah, he lived. He did. He got hit in the <laughs> head with it. But yeah, I loved. I loved and then it. he woke up, and his sister was dead. Maybe it represents karma. And his dad was locked in that basement. And a new family was in there. Oh, I, I love, I love, every, I love everything yeah. about the movie. Pretty crazy ending. Do you think he's going to become wealthy and buy that house? I don't think so. No, he's going to get into some other naughty scheme. Knowing that kid, um, but it, uh, it, it, do you think there'll be a, a parasite too? Uh, no. Me neither. <laughs> I don't know. Why I said that. Which family do you think um, is the parasite? They are. Which one? Well, the, the poor ones. The Kims. Yeah, the Kims. Why are they the parasites? Can I just say, and I'll, I'll respond to this, but I have to say the only person's name of the characters that I know in the show isn't even a character name, and it's Kevin. <laughs> Kevin? Remember? Oh, is that like, the English name? <laughs> Professor <Yeah>. Kevin or whatever. <laughs> but uh, why do I think there's a parasite? Because what... What about the film would make the other family seem like the parasite? That's a great question. So, the Kim family, I agree that they could be the parasite because we're introduced to them and they're already like scheming. Like, they're stealing Wi Fi. They live in that, yeah, that like downstairs place and they steal someone's fumigation to get rid of their bugs. And then, uh, 
you know, we're introduced to them slowly going into the other family. I see where you you're know, going. Where you're going in inequality Bernie Sanders route with the yes, class thing. Yes, where there's that the class, way because of them. Yeah, where the the rich people are using the servants to do everything. So are, are they the parasites? Because they, they cling on to the people that are doing the real work. Like yeah. They're reliant on everyone to do the stuff for them. Right, and I think, yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of the message and the point. But. Is that they're all parasites? <laughs> yeah, I guess. But, like, definitely the... You can't deny that the, the poor family is a parasite to the wealthy family on the surface. But when you when you when you unpack it, it's yeah, it is it is a class thing, and maybe they made them. But the film doesn't imply that. It's not like saying they made them this way specifically. I think if you saw some wrongdoing by that specific family, or even from people they were associated with, then it would be more apparent that it's. Or a, how about that they're the parasite? The too. other maid. The right. first maid is she a parasite with her husband in the basement? <laughs> Well, I mean, it's the same thing as the other family. Yeah, Yeah, so everyone really is. That other guy, by the way, should probably win Best best Actor. Which guy? The first baseman guy. Oh. I love him. Oh, my gosh. That was a crazy twist. So when I saw that movie, I was not in a good headspace because I just left my house. The Badgers were playing Illinois in football and had like a, I don't know, five-point lead with four minutes to go or yeah. something with Jonathan Taylor on the Illinois 25 and then he fumbled and then I'm listening to the radio on my phone and Illinois is about to kick a field goal if they make it they win the game if they miss it the Badgers win the game and I just leave uh, to go under the tunnel into <laughs> Manhattan <laughs> and it cuts out and then I get on the other side on and like 14th saw, Street yeah. and I just look at my phone and you never t- I don't remember ever hearing. So this that. is this was the largest um, loss in Wisconsin history. Like they were a thirty-one point favorite and they ended up losing. So the biggest loss in school history. And then I walk into the theater because I went and saw it with Mandy and Jeff, and Jeff's like, I didn't think he'd show up, <laughs> but I already left. So like, I wasn't in a good space when I saw this movie. So I feel like I should watch it again. Anyway, yeah, th- those are our picks. Uh, before we go, I wanted to give Dip a, a quick movie quiz. Um, what about In Memoriam? Oh, oh wait. Oh, we could put that in the break spot. I don't know. Oh, Timmy, this is bad. I just one, I had a couple of questions. One, I had a couple of questions. You had a couple of questions for me. Maybe we should do Oh, yeah, I have first. a couple of questions. Okay. Um, I just wanted to ask you really quick, who are some of your favorite actors in 2019 and why? Well, I, I, I already mentioned I loved Brad and Leo and their chemistry together in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Did you uh, jerk off to that? No, I did That's not. Um, <sighs> I loved Adam Sandler. I feel like he got snubbed. He should have been there. Florence Pugh, we've already mentioned her several times. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, I thought he was great in Beach Bum. Um, that's a movie I would recommend you watching. I've been driving a Lincoln since long before anybody paid me to drive one. Uh, Jesse Plemons. Oh, he was in the. <laughs> I feel like Jesse Plemons. He was in the Breaking Bad movie that came out this year. Daisy, oh, yeah. Daisy Ridley. Um, I did not enjoy the new Star Wars movie, but I think Daisy Ridley is really great. As I don't know Ray. who that is. She oh, plays Ray. Oh, okay. And then Walking Phoenix. We've talked about him and uh, Anthony. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> 
Uh, not even drunk. No, I'm not. Um, Antonio Banderas. I was about to say Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> what about you? Who did you I enjoy you this year? Have. Yeah. Um, well, my favorite actor of the year for sure was uh, Tony uh, Hugel. Anthony, Anthony oh. Bord- Bourdain. <laughs> I can't even. Bourdain. 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 No, uh, big, huge fan. Favorite character by far is Archie Yates, who I'd never heard of before. He plays JoJo's best friend in JoJo Rabbit, and every line he said made me laugh, and I'm going to cut in a bunch of audio clips from that movie right here just because his voice is so cute, and he's carrying that big rocket launcher around <laughs> talking to him like, oh, oh yeah. that's great, JoJo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best. She's basically my girlfriend now. Oh, good for you, JoJo. I'm a girlfriend. Um, and then the uh, the the mom, I really like the mom on um, on Parasite, the, the rich mom. Th- oh yeah, she's great. I, I thought that that was really good because it's. I feel like that's really super hard to play. That she, yeah, she plays very um, pure and nice, but also yeah. ignorant. Yes, I don't think she's yeah. dumb, but she like. Um, but she has no idea what's going on. Yeah, yeah, and and I also like the dad too, the, from the poor, the poor dad. I think he's yeah, great. I like the poor dad. Um, and then I loved, I loved Robert pa- Pattinson Bear. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, the the um, Willem Dafoe's buddy in the lighthouse. I thought he was incredible. Like I believed his craziness fully. Sure, I was fully in it. You know that whole move movie. The two of them combined reminds me of like a thumb cream just living in a lighthouse. It's very thumb cream. <laughs> it's very <laughs> thumb cream, and I know he loves that one too. Um, and uh, and then good good luck pronouncing this one. I don't even know. <laughs> Oh, the chick from Us, uh, Lupia Nyong'o, <laughs> and she's great. She just she's Lupita. great. Nyong'o. I love her. I that chick. But when the shadow was hungry, she had to eat rabbit raw and bloody on Christmas. Um, yep. Well, okay, that's another question. You want to ask it? What were your most unique or interesting 2019? Moving, going, experiences. 2019. Lately. Lately, yes. Okay. Uh, I had a horrible experience at Animal Draft House where... <laughs> Animal all Draft House. Animal Draft House. <laughs> where all I did was ask for a straw. And the uh, server was like, yeah, yeah, no problem. Oh, I remember this. I was and there. And then 20 minutes later, it's like... Yeah, do you think I can get that straw? He's like, yeah, yeah, no problem. Didn't bring it. And I wrote it down on a card. This time he picked it up. He was like, oh, yeah. He put the straw at the man's table next to me, directly next to me. So I put 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 another card down and said, straw, please. And he walked by and threw down like a whole stack, like probably six, seven straws right on my table and kept running. And then... Uh, Passive aggressive prick. Yeah. I and, hated and that And then I was just uh, in a really bad like place where I'm like, like I don't even want to be here anymore. <laughs> it's really excited to see this Breaking Bad movie, and now I just want to go home. And Mandy could feel my tension, the energy, yeah, and my yeah, just not feeling well, right, right. And then the bill came, and he put the man, man's drinks and food, next to me on my tab. And then Mandy did her teacher thing and ran out there, banged on the server's door, and was like, "This is wrong. You got to fix this." No apology. Nothing. Uh, that guy was a total, total jerk. And I remember him. And 
what if it was i'm not i know it wasn't but what if it was totally innocent and he is like he originally threw down the six straws because he's like thought that guy was with you and he's like these are straws for all of you you know like that's not what happened (laughs) no i know but yeah that guy that guy was a total prick and i'm sorry that happened yeah well it's not your fault i know that though once you get in that zone and you what's that from it's not your fault it's not your fault Um, what movie matrix not like this not like this it's not your fault it's not your fault it's not your fault it's not your fault don't fuck with me it's not your fault don't fuck with me, all right? Don't fuck with me, Sean. Not you. It's not your fault. Good one. Hold on. Say again. Okay. I could have got it, maybe. No, I couldn't have. All right. Well, what about you? Did you have any unique, interesting, or bad experiences watching a movie this year okay, or yes. lately? Yes, I did. Um, do you remember uh, the scene in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Da, 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 in the middle? Of course you do. The scene where Brad Pitt's in his cool 70s car and he's about to get a blowjob in the in the car or whatever. That's hot. Mm-hmm. Mar- Margaret <clears throat> Crowley mm-hmm. is in there. That, oh yeah, she's someone from a, someone's daughter or something. Yeah, I think so. Someone's, she's she's, she's got to be someone's daughter. daughter. Yeah, yeah, she's someone's daughter. <laughs> well, she's cute as heck and she's she about sure to, is. she's about to uh, sniff around BP's zone and uh, suddenly, beep, 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 honk, 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 the fire alarm goes off in the middle of the theater. There is a honk? <laughs> yeah. A night hawk honk. A night honk. <laughs> and here's what they did. They said, beep, everyone, beep, beep, back it up. <laughs> they Where's said, the honk coming from? I don't know. They said, everyone get the frick out of the theater. Uh, you got you got 30 seconds. They said, frick or frack? <laughs> I said, frack. Walking out of the theater, guess who we see? Jesse. Jesse Richardson. Richardson. And, um, you said Clements? Meg, <laughs> Meg Ryan. Jesse R- Richardson and her do- boy, girlfriend, Meg. And, <sighs> and then what we did. Spouse. We, we're all the way outside now. Fire trucks are coming. This is, we're talking 20 minutes, 30 minutes outside. Guess what? Come back in. What What happened? We're asking everyone. Someone was vaping in the theater. That's hot. No, no, no. <laughs> and then guess what? I'm the guy who chooses where to resume the movie. So the, the server so comes up. So you packed it up, and didn't she, you? She whispers, and she goes, because they just started playing it. She said, where was it in the scene? Where, where in the scene was it? Where in the scene <laughs> And I said, it was in the blowjob scene, the part of the blowjob. She's and like, there's not a blowjob in this movie. And so she got this information from me. She went back up to the projectionist who was going to all the different rooms handling the rewinds. And and she tells him. And at this point, the movie had been playing for 15 minutes. And then finally, the projectionist comes in and he's like, all right, rewinds like 15 minutes that we just watched to the same point we left off. He didn't even get to the blowjob scene. No. So we got free tickets. Now, did they rewind with you watching it, or was it black? With us watching it. Oh, so you saw everything. And everyone was like, and I felt responsible because I was the man who was like, so last year you expressed some bad movie going. The breathing. Yeah, at Nighthawk with the favorite, and this year... So are you done watching movies at Nighthawk? I think I, I think I might be because I, I think a, I'm done with that whole dining experience I, after Alamo Draft House. With that straws, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm done with it. You know, I went to a brunch. You just did like a Larry David <laughs> yeah, hand yeah. there. I'm I'm done with it. It's Bernie Sanders too, is what it is because yeah. we just watched the debates. But the um, what's that movie 
where the guy says, Inconceivable! Princess Bride. So I had a... I've um, never seen it. I had a panic attack at Nighthawk at a brunch with Princess Bride on, right when he said, Inconceivable! And I'm like, I can't be here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I, I think I might have went to the bathroom and taken a Xanax. Anyway, I haven't had panic attack in a while, so... Do you want to have one tonight? One. Yeah. <laughs> we should also see who can throw up first. Okay. All right. So that's the end of the outline. Okay. Now it's time for the Chips and Dip Oscar quiz. Oh, my God. What's this? This is a pop quiz. I don't know about this. All right. So Dip doesn't know anything about movies, as he's mentioned several times on the show. So I have just a short pop quiz for him. What am I in here in, in for here? Looks like you're reading over your neighbor's shoulder. So let me just... Oh, come on. People are coming to watch. Okay. Question number one. Who won the Oscar for Best Picture last year? Oh, my God. It's a movie I picked. Oh, shit. Was it Bohemian Rhapsody? No. Uh, I'm not picking that. Oh. Well, um, not that. I'm just talking to myself here. Okay. No, because that was Rami Malek. Shit. Give me a second here. I'll get this. I'll get this. It was the favorite. Bohemian Rhapsody. Come on. Name some of the movies. Fucking Christ. We did an Oscars podcast. We did. And I think I picked it. Did I pick it? No, but I did. No, it wasn't Green Book. Was it Green Book? That's correct. Oh my God. Play the correct horse. What a horrible movie choice. Okay, so. Oh, yeah. This this was my 1A, and I think you can do this. Can you name two of the other nominated movies? There, oh, were, yeah. there were eight nominated I thought this was going to be a picture quiz. The, I've got that. That's the last question. Oh, good God. Um, the, the favorite in Bohemian Rhapsody. Yep. Okay. It was The Star is Born, Bohemian Rhapsody, Black Panther, Black Klansman, The Favorite, Roma, and Vice. And uh, just, by the way, in the best pictures this year, I don't think there's even a black person in any of the movies. And I wanted to mention that. Is there? I don't know. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> okay. Question number two. Sam Mendes won an Academy Award for American Beauty in 1999. Jesus, Chet. Can you name any actors in the movie? From, uh, what was the movie called? American Beauty. <laughs> Shit! It's the bag one. It's the one with the stupid plastic bag. That's right. Around. All right. Um, there's a hot guy in it. Fucking fuck you for asking me this one because I'm going to look stupid on air. I'm going to edit, I'm going to edit something in to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> was it, um, could have been Tom Cruise. It wasn't though. Uh, let's see. Someone like his... Oh, uh, what? Who's the bad... Uh, I'm just trying to think. Toby Maguire? No. Someone, the filmer, the bag filmer. And then there was the hot dad. The girls had a crush on the hot dad. Teenagers. <laughs> Do you know the teenagers? The, the, the girls? Yeah. Could have been Scarlett Johansson. I'm not going to say that. Um, Do you know who the hot dad was? That's who I feel like I know. But I don't. I know the hot... I, I I either know the hot dad or the bag filmer. Okay. Is that the same guy? Do you want to take a guess? I I don't I don't have a guess, but I don't want to get this wrong, Chips. I want 100 you, you percent You wanna you wanna keep thinking about it? Get, let me pass. Alright. We'll come back to it. I'll get that one. Okay. It's not Toby Maguire though, right? No. Okay. Martin Scorsese's The Irishman is nominated for Best Picture. Can you name any of his other movies? Oh, boy. Martin Scorsese movies. Just name one. <sighs> he didn't do The Departed, did he? He did. Okay. All right. Good. Oh, my God. I probably could have. I maybe could have got another one if you gave me like 10, 10, 15 minutes. 
Okay. God, I'm starting to feel what blurry. About, I'm starting about, to feel dizzy. What I'm about nervous. American Beauty? We're going back to that? Are you ready or no? No, no, I'm not okay. ready. All right. So next question is a picture, picture, picture challenge. Picture. Oh, my God. American Beauty. Who is in that? It's like a Christian Bale type. It's like a guy, like a beefy. It's a beefy guy, isn't it? Okay. So I have five photographs okay. for you. You can set this down. I'm going to do this so you can't see the other thumbnails. American Beauty. Oh, is Cameron Diaz in it? No. Okay. <laughs> Who's this? Oh, I know that guy. He's from Star Wars. Damn it! That's the guy from Star Wars. <laughs> I'm going to need a name. Fucking, he's one of the... Comes later in the one of the later ones. Jedi's Jedi. Jedi. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. Okay. His name is Academy Awards. Academy Awards? Yeah, so these... These five pictures are people that are going to be presenting at the Academy Awards. His name is not Academy Awards, Chip, so. That's well, what is that hint. short for? Ack Ackwards? Okay. <laughs> Oscar Isaac. That's right. Okay, yeah, yeah. After, after your nephew. That's right. He's named after your nephew, nephew Oscar. Yep, I knew that. Oscar Isaac. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Fucking stupid. I, okay, I'm going to get the rest. Now I'm at like 98% quiz. Here is the second These are too picture. Hard. Do you know who this is? Was that Renee Zellweger or something? <laughs> Who's that? She played Wonder Woman. Shit. Ashley Ganser? <laughs> hold, hold on, hold on. Can we come back to this pass? I'll get her. I know she was on 60 Minutes or something. Wasn't wow. she? Maybe. She had a thing. These are too hard for me. You know my level. Why are you giving me hard ones? I asked Crad. These are senior year. Are I thought you might get three. Okay. Well, that's just Timmy Shammy. You know I know that one. Okay. <laughs> Timothy Shalomel. All right, you got one. You're on the board. <laughs> Timothy Shalomel. Oh, the Timothy Shalomel, please. And a BLT. Who's that stupid Wonder Woman? I don't care for her, to be honest. Wonder Woman. Oh, gee. presenter number Was four. Was that Katie Couric? Katie Kirk? <laughs> Kirk. I didn't say Katie Kirk. I said Katie Kirk. <laughs> I That is not Katie um, Kirk. She starred in the Alien franchise. She's also in Ghostbusters. Jody. Uh, and Avatar. <laughs> Alex, do you know? Without even looking, you know? Was it Judah Freelander? <laughs> that is not Judah Freelander. Do, do you want to come back to that one or you don't yeah, know? I'll come back. I don't think I know. Do you want to just say... I don't know. Okay. I don't know who it is. Okay, that's Sigourney Weaver. That's Sigourney Weaver? She looks different. A little bit. That's a wrinkly. She was a, a graffiti on my old bathroom. Sigourney Weaver. I know who that is. That doesn't look like Sigourney Weaver to me. You post that on our Twitter and see what people think. Okay, so this one... You're probably not going to get, but if you could just name the show she's in... Oh I, oh, I like her. I like her. I have a big crush on her. Uh, and I've looked up her name a lot. Is it in Zar, Z, Zaria? Uh, Zada, Zalian? Ta! <laughs> I'm very attracted to her. Uh, yeah. Uh, and she it was in Atlanta, wasn't there she? There you go. Yeah. yeah. I, Zadania? Um, oh, Zaza Beats. <laughs> oh, yes. Zaza Beats. 
I'm very attracted to her. And the Captain Woman, Amer- or the Ca- uh, Wonder Woman, I don't know. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't remember it. I'll know when you say, I'm sure. Gal Gadot. Oh, no, I've never heard of her. Actually. You've never heard of Wonder Woman? <laughs> I've heard of Wonder Woman. Okay. I've never heard so of Gal Gadot. One out of five. We're back to Gal the <laughs> American Beauty question. I'm going to give you 30 seconds, and then you fail. Did you look at the screen? No, no, I didn't. Um, it, it couldn't be like Mark Wahlberg or anything like that. It could be. It, it, I'm going to guess something. Can you just nod yes or no? Sure. Is it Walking Phoenix? Is that your final answer? No, is it? No. 15 seconds. I don't like this. It's, this just makes me feel dumb. I feel like it's a short guy. Like, a, Who's the guy from um, Silver City? Or, uh, <laughs> what's the show? Oh, yeah, Silver City. The guy City. who has Parkinson's. Oh, yeah, Silver City. <laughs> Spin City? Spin City, yeah. Is yeah, it, it's the guy from Silver City. Is it City. Michael's, uh, Michael C. Hall? No. Michael C. Hall? No. <laughs> That's not him. Michael J. Fox? Michael J. Fox. Is it John uh, John C. Riley? <laughs> no. This is stupid. All right, I know up. it's a hot guy. A hot guy? I know it's a hot guy. It's a beach guy. Matthew McConaughey. Um, uh, Vince Vaughn. Um, <laughs> Ryan Gosling. Wrong. Um, uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds. No. <laughs> so your hot dad was Kevin Spacey. I knew it was a hot dad. Chris Cooper, who you probably don't know, but no, he's a famous actor. Annette Benning. Who's the bad guy? Chris Cooper. Oh, I would have never got that. I Annette Benning is or... also in it. She plays Kevin Spacey's wife. Allison Janney is in it. Do you know Allison Janney? You know the name. Never heard of her. And uh, Mina Savari <laughs> is also Mina in Savari, it. Mina Savari, I know. Yeah, she's from uh, American yeah. Pie. She's in two American movies. Great. Okay. That was a tough quiz. What did I, what did I score? 100. Seriously, come on. I got a lot right. Didn't I? I knew it was a hot dad. So you got one out of the five uh, pictures, right? No, I got Zakita Beats. <laughs> Zakita Beats. Yeah, I, I, all right, I gave that to you because you said, okay, you got two out of five there. And Sigourney Weaver, you got to pick a better picture, but I don't like that one. That's what she looks like. <laughs> pick a younger version. I'd never know that. I'm an uncultured person. So you had... Give me a new picture. <laughs> you got four right. Okay. Four out of ten. No, that last question was one question. It was a five picture, one question. Okay, fine. So <laughs> I would say you got that wrong then because you got the majority of them wrong. Fine. So I got, what did I get, three out of five? Well, you missed Green Book. <laughs> you got the other two nominees. You did not get Kevin Spacey. What do you mean? I got Green Book. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Okay. I got Green Book. All right, so then you got one, two, three and a half out of five. All right. 100%. percent and you're out of the Budweiser hot seat. Jeez, that now I know why Kimmy was so stressed on the last podcast. Congratulations. That was a tough quiz, Chips. Thank Three you. Three out of five. Not bad. 60%. That's passing grade. Good to be in the hot seat. I'm going to get you in the hot seat next time, all right? Sure. What is our next show? Um, We have the Chips and Dip Day, Ooh. which is, when is that? March 23rd. Oh, okay. Well, stay tuned for that. Yeah. It should be exciting. All right, Chips, uh, this is the saddest time of the year for us and saddest time of the show. We have the In Memoriam segment. segment. Can you think of anyone who's passed on the year, this year? Or that? Oh, I don't want to do this. Oh, we don't have, we don't have to. I um, you want to talk about people that died over the last year? You want to just talk about divorce instead? Sure. 
Okay. <laughs> Marriage story. You always made me aware of what I was doing wrong, how I was falling short. Right. Life with All right, that's it. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. And Gigi. Yes, and Gigi. And the others. And Kirk Douglas. Kirk Douglas, yes. All right. All right. Thanks for having me, Chips. It was a pleasure talking about the Oscars with you. What? You're so merged with your own selfishness, you don't even identify any selfishness anymore. You're such a dick. Every day I wake up and I hope you're dead. Dead like if I could guarantee Henry would be okay. I hope you get an illness and they can hit by a car and die. I'm sorry. <laughs> Me too.